What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Doing Which on Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory. Hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys got to go check out some good racing this past weekend. I was at the Ultimate Super Late Model Show that was at Lancaster for their season opener. I'll be at Lakeview this upcoming weekend, the 13th. Uh, SCDRA had an eventful peach pit at Sonoya for the first time ever. A lot of drama, a lot of high tempers. We're going to get into that today with this past weekend's winner of the peach pit, Numa Presnell. He was also the 2022 SCDRA champion. We're going to mostly talk about last weekend and uh, the SCDRA season so far for 2023. Get a little bit to last year's season. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, how the progression of a son, Caden, is going. Uh, Going up from the carts to the big uh, front-wheel drives, if you can call them big. Fuck, dude. Today's guest was the winner of the Peach Pit last weekend at Sonoya Raceway. He was also the 2022 SCDRA champion, driver of the 48, Newman Presno. How are you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. How about, how about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. So you had yourself a weekend this past weekend. Oh, that was rhetorical, but you're out in Sonoya's, the SEDRA's first time out there. Uh, what'd you think of the track, and uh, ultimately, what'd you think about the weekend overall, getting that 5,000 victory? Oh, man, the track, I enjoyed the track, man. I loved it. You know, I always uh, watch videos of Sonoya race away. It's kind of like a, to me, a big-name track, you know, so it felt good to be there somewhere. Definitely a new track to all of us there. And, uh, yeah, had a good weekend, man. It just... Everything just flowed right for us this time. So, all in all, it was a pretty good weekend. So, Friday, you guys were supposed to have some practice in your regular first round of qualifying. Like you guys are usually doing that. Got rained out and got pushed into Saturday just to do this one big show with all the other support series. So, uh, was it a long day? Did you guys have to uh, kind of wait around for a while as they ran the other series, which you guys are probably used to, but didn't end up just being a long day because they had to fit extra stuff in? No, it wasn't a long day at all. It actually went by pretty quick. They moved the show on pretty good, so we didn't have a lot of downtime in between stuff, so it, it didn't make for too long of a day, and I think we actually got it done pretty early, too, compared to some of the other races. So Yeah, definitely. It wasn't too bad. Definitely compared to like the winter freeze because y'all, because I was watching it while I was at Lancaster. It was like 10 15, 10 30, I think. Race got done with, you know, something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Sorry. Yeah, and then the other races we raced on till morning, till three o'clock morning. So. Yeah, I remember I was at winter freeze. It was 2 a.m. when I pulled out <laughs> while they're still doing. I didn't even uh, wait around to get uh, photos of anybody's cars or whatever because they were still doing that. Uh, uh, if you remember, they had to do the driver tech. Because uh, there's a whole crowds of people had to, cops had to block off the track and have them do the tech in the infield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They had a mess there too. But yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, winter freeze, uh, you were crowned the 2022 SEDRA champion uh, there this past February. Uh, over, just quickly, what did you think about your 2022 season and how have you carried that into 2023? Yeah, 2022. It was a pretty good season. We Real consistent with top five finishes. You know, we I don't think we had any DNFs and maybe just one or something like that. I can't remember, but it was just a real good, consistent year. We didn't get a win or anything like we wanted to as far as the traveling with the series, but it just consistency and that's what we've been known for is just staying real consistent. And hopefully, uh, you know, I think all that momentum and getting the championship actually just rolled over pretty good for the. 2023 year because 
we already, you know, just got the wins to know them early in the year. Most time we don't get a win till toward the end of the season. So maybe we've kicked the season off pretty, pretty good so far. Stayed real consistent with everything that we've ran. I think we've had three races and, you know, staying top five within all of them. So. Yeah, so you had, I'm trying to think, this is the <clears throat> third or fourth race. Yeah, a winter freeze, Tri-County, uh, then Lakeview got postponed. I yeah. I can't remember if they have it. Yeah, no, that day got pushed back to October. Okay, yeah, that's. Yeah, it got, it, well, I was like, we went to Winchester, too, and we got yeah. uh, we got fifth place up there. That was just part of the Northeast series, nothing to do with the South points and everything, so. Speaking of Northeast, they have another big event coming out. They're going to be involved with the Historic 100 weekend at West Virginia coming June 2nd and 3rd. I think it's going to be awesome for them running for 12 grand. Yeah, I think it will be, too. Uh, as of right now, we're making the plans on, you know, trying to get up there. So hopefully everything will work out and we can make it. It's not too big of a inflict with the Southern SADRA guys because uh, – trying to remember off the top of my head you guys are gonna be at i-75 the weekend after that in tennessee so it's not too terrible i think it could be worse if you had to go to like talladega or something from being in west virginia week before and of course you guys have to come back to town work your normal jobs during the week but I, I i think it could have been worse than having to go to tennessee the week after yeah it probably could have yeah we had we've never been to i-75 either so that's gonna be a new track for us I'm not really sure how far it is to get up there it's uh from down here it's about four and a half five so for you it's probably about three and a half four if i had to guess uh up there in the upstate but oh, I, yeah uh, yeah i was looking up because i was kind of tentatively thinking about it but i'm going up to pennsylvania like two weeks after that for some late model races one of my friends but uh we'll see what happens if i if i get bored that if i randomly get bored that saturday i might just make the trip up but we'll see yeah come on <laughs> i would love to yep I haven't been to one since the freeze for you guys. And uh, after that, I th yeah, and then a couple weeks after that, you guys are going to be at Sumter, I think. Or yeah, I we'll be down at Sumter for the, uh, I think that's the summer sizzler Sizzle? race going mm -hmm. on down there. And we have one at that track before, so hopefully, uh, yeah, we got a win in a second. So maybe we can keep the momentum rolling and uh, you know, bring home another good finish down there. Does Sumter feel like a bull ring to you guys in the front wheel drives compared to how it feels to guys like and you got everybody in the cars above front wheel drives say that feels like a boring but for you guys does that feel like a smaller tire elbows up track uh kind of it kind of does yeah it's not too bad of a boring course though so. uh, it's still a fast little racing track yeah it is i i enjoy it i i do uh I was talking last week. I had George Laux on the show. He's a three or five sprint car driver. Uh, he works. He works in the NASCAR industry as well. And he was telling me how he really enjoyed uh, Sumter because of the D shape and a little bit of curve they have on the backstretch and with the yeah. no wall. And I, I just like cool little characteristics where it's just not a both corners are the exact same. It has some character. Uh, I, I like. I'm a sucker for tracks without a wall all the way around too. But. Um, I like Sumter overall. It's my closest track, but I, I don't really make it up there as much as I uh, could uh, compare because I'm out chasing other other tracks and other series like SCD Array and Clash and all them others. But, yeah, uh, I wish I was able to make it up for that one. That's going to be the week I'm in Pennsylvania. And then after that, you'll be back down to Scriven. I'll be there for that uh, in July. Yeah. 
And uh, how do you feel overall about scrubbing? I feel like it's one of the raciest tracks in Southeast overall that uh, doesn't really get a lot of attention. Yeah, scrubbing, it's a, it's a nice track. It, it's definitely kind of like the, uh, the home track for the SCDRA series. And it is a racy track. You know, sometimes it can be all the way on the bottom. But, I've, you know, I've seen the videos where they've been on the bottom. I had never got to race on the tracks, you know, to the bottom. But, yeah, then you got your middle grooved all the way up to the wall, which the wall is about where it's been fastest at lately. So if you can learn how to ride that wall and get through there without tearing the car up, come out there with a win for sure but one thing i haven't picked up on that track yet i've qualified good been on the pole a bunch of times but just hadn't uh got that big one down there yet uh speaking of big after that you guys are gonna be heading to rome for the first time uh, is that a serious first time going there i think it is yeah. yeah that's uh august 18th and 19th there's there's a chance i'll be there out for that that's about four hours but still not terrible and that track is huge uh how do you think about going to that big of a track for the front wheel drive like you guys? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say it's going to be fast, and I'm not real sure about the uh, the size of it or anything going to another big track. But about the biggest track that I've been on with these cars would be Charlotte, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how it compares to that track, but I think it's a good bit we bigger. Can, um, get everything matched up right for it. I think it's a good bit bigger. I think it's closer to five eighths. Is it? Yeah, yeah Charlotte's uh, uh, four tenths. West Virginia is supposed to be about the same yeah. size or a little bigger. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger. Charlotte. So, West Virginia could be like a good like little testing for you to kind of uh, get some a little bit of gearing knowledge for it, for it a little bit, test out a couple things uh, until you have the actual points race down the road at Rome. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we'll probably try to do with that one. And quickly, just uh, go over the rest of it. You got Talladega Short Track. Uh, Florence for King of Compacts, which is like alternate points for you guys, and then scribing to finish out the year, and then winter freeze again next year. Yep. Uh, any of those tracks you're looking forward to the most to get to, or a new one you're excited about besides uh, Rome or I-75? Uh, well, just about all of them. I look forward to getting to. You know, I like being at different tracks all the time, going to new tracks, and just uh, just being somewhere that I haven't been before is always fun. So I just I look forward to just about all of those. So. Okay. Not one in particular on it, though. Do you have any, like, dream tracks you would love to be able to get your number 48 on eventually? Like, any uh, outside the southeast, or it could be just one you haven't made it to yet? Any any track like that? Oh, man. It's hard to say on that one because we've, I've been on a lot of tracks lately, you know, running the SCDRA series. That's one good thing about the series. They, they always got you – at different tracks and there's a lot of these tracks that i never would have been or planned on racing if it wasn't for the series and so i'm really not sure about one that i'd really like to get to you know, i just I just keep taking the tracks that uh they get lined up for us we just keep going with them did you end up making it to El- were you around when they went up to eldora a few years ago oh no we didn't make it there no we uh had some other races going on uh, my son he runs stock front wheel drive and we might have been doing something with him that weekend, so we didn't make it to Eldora. Mm, I, I would love to. Say, if they if they bring the front wheel drives back even for their own event, there's a good chance he'll catch me up at Eldora. Or, uh, another track, I forget who I was talking about with. It might have been uh, – it was one of, the, uh, one of you other guys. Uh, I would love to see you guys at Fairbury. Oh, yeah, Fairbury. We even thought about going to the uh, the Dome 
and yeah. you know, just see if I was like, man, it'd be wild if we could get in there. But I guess that would probably be it if I had to choose one. If we could get inside the dome, that'd be pretty cool. You know who to, you know who to talk to for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got okay. you got the right hookup. That's running yes, your series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were. I'm trying to think. They're trying to get street stocks or some other uh, division into it this year, and they just couldn't get enough. Uh, they they had to raise a bunch of money to be able to do, and ended up not working out. I think. But I would love oh, to see yeah. front wheel drives. Or I'd, uh, I would love to see even the midgets back in there. They put on a good show. A couple of years they were there. I, I feel like they need a third show, but limit the car counts as much because it just gets so packed in there. I've heard. Yeah, they did put on a show. I remember watching those riding the wall and getting around through there pretty good. And it just always has some good drama, too. It just uh, always something crazy happened. Like this past year, it was uh, Hudson O'Neill versus Carpenter. A year before that, there's some other stuff. But uh, speaking of some drama, there was a bunch of drama that went on at the Peach Pit last weekend. Uh, there was some more stuff that happened between Brand Gibson and the Wyndhams. Do uh, you want to go anything to that? you have anything to – Anything you about about that? Uh, well, uh, I'm not really sure exactly what's going on. I was just, uh, I was just kind of glad I was ahead of all that as it was happening, and uh, it was probably just some racing deals or something like that. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of drama going on. And then, uh, you know, they had the '62. He something happened between him and the other car there. They got him turned around. So, and if, uh, if it wasn't for that part right there, you know, the '62, he was. He was checking out on us, you know. He was staying consistent, fast. It probably been hard to run him down and beat him. Yeah, I was. I was on and off watching uh, while I was at Lancaster. And was it Andrew that was smoking the whole time, or is that you? No, that was that was my car. Oh, yeah, okay, I was making sure. <laughs> I don't know if we had an oil filter that was starting to come loose, or an oil pressure hose, or something like that going on. But I kept an eye on my oil pressure, and it stayed up. And as long as it was up, I. Kept Hammer down. down to the floor and kept on going, but yeah, oil pressure stayed up. But yeah, we smoked for a lot of laps there. And uh, another thing that happened, we actually broke a transmission. Second gear broke in it, God. and I, I it popped out of gear in the middle of the turn. And I tried to go back into gear, and it wouldn't do it. So I just had to stick it up in uh, third gear and uh, let it roll. And whenever I done that, that's when Gibson was able to close in on me. And I just had to stay up on the high side and just keep my momentum built up. And I couldn't just couldn't let him get to my outside. I know Brandon's good on riding the cushion up against the wall and and uh yes and no man, it, you gotta have a lot of luck in racing and this past weekend I'm telling you, we had a lot on our side between the transmission, the smoke and then I think uh, Brandon actually bounced off the wall a couple of times, and I don't know if it broke his car or something like that. But as soon as he fell out of the race, my my car started skipping. Mm. So I probably had two laps there that uh, the car, it was just getting worse and worse and come to checkered. As soon as we went under checkered, it just cut off. So another lap, Gosh. I wouldn't even be here talking to you or been in bigger lane with uh, down there on the front stretch. So. Good, good chance I still would have talked to you, but we just wouldn't have been as happy, I guess, because you wouldn't have, <laughs> no, took, you wouldn't no, have took home no. to check in the trophy. That, that's a cool-looking trophy. It is, yeah. So, uh, yeah. who ended up who ended up turning uh, Andrew in the 62? Uh, it was kind of hard to see from the replay. Um, I'm not sure exactly who done that one there. I, I hadn't even went back and watched the replay on it or anything. I, just, I know like, 
when all that right there happened, I actually slipped up a little bit going off in the turn. I fell back a couple of positions, so I'm not sure who even got to him. So. Okay, I, I would have it to go just, back uh, and watch. And then the caution come out at the right time right there, and that put me back out front. So, like I said, the luck was on our side for sure this past weekend. Some weekends you're good, some weekends you're lucky, and this past weekend you're kind of a little bit of both. <laughs> I would yeah, say a little so. bit of both. I'm telling you, yeah. we had a lot, a lot more luck than did you know being good. So I'll take that any day. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky. There's uh, at least two guys or three guys that are there covering and keeping me updated on Facebook and Instagram while it was all going on. Uh, shout out to Paul Clayton with PNN, his own news network stuff he does, posting all his updates, all the races he goes to. Uh, Kyle Jinks with Front Wheel Drive Friday, he he posts a lot of good stuff. Uh, hashtag check his safety, and uh, I hope I hope he's able to get back on track soon after his nasty flip he had at Lakeview a few uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I think he's. Got a lot of people trying to help him out, get another car built or something. But hopefully, he can get back out there. Yeah, he he's a good he's a good follow on uh, or friend on Facebook to have to keep up with a lot of stuff you guys do. And uh, also, uh, what's his name from Trick Shop uh, Trick Shop Productions? Uh, Kurt. Uh, yeah, Kirk, Yeah, he he's been posting some good stuff. He's been starting to follow you guys around. Uh, you guys are they're able to make it to the. SEDRA races more than me, but I'll keep people updated here on the podcast. I keep them updated on all the social media stuff with what's going on with you guys. And because I'm following a couple other series, so I'm kind of just strung multiple different directions. And you guys are all over the place in different states. So I, I want to get to as many as I can, but it's the easiest for me to get to like Sumter. Uh, if you guys are anywhere in North South Carolina, that's probably easiest for me. But I'll definitely be at Lakeview, uh, Screven. I'm trying to think where you guys are going. I already have the schedule up. I will be at probably not I-75, but Chance, not Sumter. I'll be at Screven, Rome possibly, and then I don't know. that There's some people I can't think. uh, The DRC, they want me to come up to King of the Compacts in October. I would love to do that. Uh, What do you think about Florida Speedway? That's a pretty big race right there. Probably 100 cars show up. So that'll be a good one. What's the most uh, SCDRA, like, uh, compact cars you've had in, like, a race? Like, what's the biggest number? Well, actually, last year at Florence, King of Compacts, there was uh, 100 cars showed up. And, man, we qualified on the pole and won our heat race, won our, uh, won, won everything Friday night, and then turned around and won the main event Saturday, so. One hell of a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good weekend, too, so, yep. Uh, going back here, talking a little bit about your son, Caden, and him getting into the front-wheel drives and stuff from, uh, I believe, using go-karts before. How has that been so far over the last year, year and a half? I know he has a lot of wins at Harris and the Young Guns, and he's up in the regular uh, front-wheel drive division. How that's been going so far? Oh, man, it's been going great. Yeah, he like said he started racing go-karts when he was six, and then we moved him into the car, I think, about three years ago. I think he was... Uh, yeah, so he was either 11 or 12 whenever he first mm. got in the car. And he picked up with it pretty good, man, and just started winning. I think he got his first win, fourth race out there in the car. And it's just been been heck of a ride ever since, you know. He uh, won championship the last two years at Harris for Young Guns, about 15 wins each year. And uh, so now we've moved him up, run him with the adults. And they, he's already got two wins. 
got one at Harris and one at Cherokee and one at March Madness this year. Yep, I was there for that. <laughs> I saw and, that yeah, happen. That was a good uh, race. He actually going to run with the Southeast Hornets Association. And awesome. He finished second at Carolina. And uh, I think our next race for him is going to be at uh, Traveler's Rest in about two weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited to see how he grows over the next couple of years, get more experience with the SCHA guys and just other grown men in the other uh, front wheel drive divisions around. Because uh, even the guys that aren't able to make it more regional, more out of the off the porch, you'd you'd probably say uh, to SCDRA, like them SEHA guys are still pretty strong. Like the Scott Cloningers, the Justin Harris's, uh, a bunch of those guys. They're they're really good and tough competition to put your put him up against. Yeah, they are. Everybody got a chance at winning every time we show up. And, you know, there's 20, 30 cars that show up. It's pretty quick. So, it's uh, he's jumped right out there with them, and he's keeping up, doing pretty good. You know, like I said, right there in the middle of all of it. So, uh, I have can't a, wait to see how this season goes for him. I do, too. I, I have a feeling he'll probably pick himself up a SEHA win. Uh, also, shout out to Jason Waters. He's going to go play some pro- uh, pro poker for the next week or two i think so <laughs> yeah. he's he sponsors that and he sponsors the uh fast time award for scdra he does he does a lot for you guys and uh, oh, supports he does, the sport. Man. and he, he keeps all these cars turned up make sure they're right fast and he does a does a good job at it helps out a lot appreciate everything he's done for both series mm-hmm. uh so we've lost a lot of tracks, especially like in the Carolinas over the last couple decades. Is there any tracks that you like maybe grew up going to or just one you enjoyed racing at or going to in general that you miss that you would like to bring back one day, even if it's not possible? Like, oh, man, that, that would have to be Riverside Speedway. That was, I that's what everybody that says. Since the time I was a kid, you know, just started walking. Heck, I probably wouldn't even walk and I was at the track. And uh, got my first race there, first wins, championship stuff. So there's a lot of memories at that track. But yeah, it'd be hard to get that one back. It's a golf mm-hmm. course now. So. Dang golf. But, yeah, I mean, we had Riverside, even uh, Sugar Creek Speedway, but I think Buffalo Speedway's about to open back up. So. I've been I've been hearing about that. I, uh, people I talked to like last year, they're working on, it, they're getting it closed and stuff. And then as this year started going, just I haven't seen absolutely anything. I don't know who anybody that's uh, working on that project, uh, but I hope it gets open soon. I hope they're able to get some racing there before the end of the year, or just or keep working on it and get even more done, and then have a big grand opening next year. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything else about it. Like I said, that was. I seen a lot of posts about it a while back, but it's kind of fizzled out a little bit. So hopefully they can get it going again. Hopefully, uh, there's another track that they're working on and building in South Carolina. I heard about, but it's not no longer going to happen. It's the one that was going to be at the South Carolina Motor Play. Uh, is what they call it. The uh, it was over by the dragway in Orangeburg. Uh, that apparently that project's done and closed and not being worked on anymore. I don't know if you heard anything about that track in the first place. No, I hadn't heard about that one. So uh, they had, I believe it was a mud bog type area uh, on the property of the drag strip in Orangeburg. And they started shaping out the side of the track. It was going to be a 3 8 decent banking, I think. And they were working on it. And then someone, they had some huge event at the drag strip. And someone that races down here in the 
middle South Carolina region, like something and stuff. He told me someone might have got killed. I can't fully confirm it, so I don't really want to say it as much, but uh, someone might have lost their life at the drag strip and then just fully closed down the deal. Like they just stopped working on it and just uh, it's just left alone for now. But I feel like that was going to be a cool facility if they were eventually able to get that project done. Um, but yeah, I hope Buffalo is able to get back open. And I've heard a lot of people say awesome things about Riverside. I was unfortunately never able to make it up there. I think it was gone before I started paying attention in this area. Uh, I've only been down in this area for about four years before that. I was like in Eastern North Carolina, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who else has said that. I think Kelly said that Riverside was a track he loved the most, like growing up. Uh, you might've said somewhere else. Justin Harris said he liked it. Uh, a couple other people, maybe Anthony Sanders, but yeah, it seems like a lot of people miss it, and I wish they were able to be done playing golf and uh, bring that back, but that don't look like that's going to happen. So No, it don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, golf course, they brought in a lot of money and bought everything out up there on that side of the hill. So. Dang, golf courses, dang, golf courses, strip malls, and, uh, and Copart buying up all these racetracks and doing other stuff with them. I, I hate it. But yep. uh, just if you're out here, go support your local track. If you're listening to this, go support your local track because they probably need you. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in the Carolinas listening to this or pff, Illinois, Pennsylvania, wherever. Go support your local track. If you have a chance to watch it online or go support a track, go go there. Yep, that's but, it. That's one thing. It's got to get out there, you know. Pretty much. Yeah, support uh, them today. Just go Close down like these other tracks have. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, Newman, do you have any sponsors? Anybody you want to thank? Yeah, I want to thank uh, my car owner, Carson Laws. He, uh, man, he hit me up about two years ago and asked me if I want to drive his car. And I, heck, with, yeah, let's do it, man. And it's been a fun ride ever since. And uh, yeah, Jason Waters tuning for keeping uh, keeping the motor dialed in, make sure everything's tuned up just right. Sexton's muffler, Ladine and Company. The City Arborist, Prestel Tire and Automotive, and, uh, everybody that just helps out on the car, uh, JC, Jay, Kurt, my son, Caden, Bentley, just everybody that supports us and comes to the track with us. If it wasn't for all them people, we probably wouldn't be out here doing as much as we can. And and uh, I think Mother's Day is coming up pretty soon, so I want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there. Thank all them for what they do, and it's been a, sending a special thanks out there to my wife. Happy Mother's Day, or yeah, Mother's Day to her. And, uh, I hope it's gonna be good. Awesome! Shout out to the moms with Mother's Day coming up this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, and uh, thanks for coming on, Newman, and good luck for the rest of the year. Hey, thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. Awesome, yes sir. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Newman. It was good to learn a lot more about what he thinks about the SEDRA for the rest of the year and uh, how his weekend at Sonoya was. But join me for the rest of the episode going over all the results past weekend and what shit we're going to be doing this weekend. Uh, like myself going to Lakeview, we got Road Soda Randy Phillips. He is the host of the Roughing Fenders podcast and just a Facebook comedian in general. Randy, what's up? How we doing, buddy? Good. Ah, man. Good. We're we're bullshitting on this for like ten minutes before we even getting into it, because <laughs> Randy doesn't even really know much of what I'm going on. I don't know much about what he does because he's up in New Hampshire with his stuff on asphalt. But yeah, yeah. Next, we'll just get into it. Find what we find what we see. Yeah, no. Um, 
I know Evan through a, a mutual friend of ours, which is Seagroves. Uh, I've known Seagroves for a while, and uh, I, I got the chance to meet Evan uh, while I was down at Darlington, uh, partying on the infield with, uh, obviously, James. Uh, like he said, I I, uh, I run Rough and Fenders podcast. We do asphalt uh, racing up there. We do some dirt when we get the dirt guys to come on. Um but uh, it's far and in between. I think we have two tracks up here in New Hampshire or Vermont that we can actually go to and actually enjoy it. So, um, but I met Evan down at Darlington. Cool dude. Um, I'm glad that he had me on. It's it's cool to talk racing and obviously learn new things like dirt racing. Dirt racing is a whole different world to me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, man, thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. No problem. So, I would say stuff you'd probably know like the the if you know anything you you know sport compacts you know front wheel drives you know bank bangers uh, i would say the most out of anything on dirt just to how they are in general because they kind of run the same type of things up north yeah general, like so uh this past weekend we already went over it with newman called mesco but just jump over it pretty quickly we had uh sonoya for it was our first time going to that track sonoya is one of the most premier and best facilities in the southeast it has a different type of dirt it's like a gray like gumbo type surface they call it It, it's nothing like the red clay you really see in the carolinas it builds a cushion a little bit which uh the cushion's a little bit of dirt that stacks up and builds at the top of the track from getting pushed up and you're able to find some extra moisture and extra time up there if you use it right so it's a unique uh type of track for the southeast in general especially in georgia and uh uh, guest Newman that was on just a couple minutes ago, he ended up picking up the win. It was his first time there as well. He said it was a pretty quick show going through. And uh, just go th- – there's only two instances, really big ones from the event. Well, three. I'll, I don't know if you saw this video, but uh, there was a kid going down the back straightaway. It's uh, – what's his name? McGrew. Uh, McGrew's son. Uh, I can't think of that. Eddie McGrew's son. He ended up hitting the – the gate on the back stretch. He hit the end of the pit gate on the back stretch and tried to can opener that car. And it was a rough hit, but he was good and got out and good. Like he, he was safe. Okay. Got out. He had good safety in the car, but it was a wicked hit. It like, if he would have hit it at a sharper angle, it would have looked like a Michael Walter bristle. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, actually I did get the chance to watch that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much one of those like stick and flip kind of thing because I I think he ended up on his roof after doing that, right? Correct? Maybe. Uh, I can't maybe, remember. Right? Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't want to flip. <laughs> maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I would have to look at the video, but yeah, no, that was a that I think that's the scariest thing. Um, obviously to face while as a driver is just like an op- maybe like even a even an angled wall or not having those openings those uh we have a couple up here and yeah they're 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 scary they're scary to go out there and you're like oh i might knock that down but i'm glad he was okay obviously track you've been to that i was at this past week in lancaster they finally added a gate on the backstretch so they're opening right in the middle of the backstretch they didn't have a gate for years and years and finally added it like a year or two ago that shit was super scary like just opening for about 15 feet in the middle of your backstretch when anything could literally happen and can't open or a car. Like, I feel like that's one of the first safety things you should think of when having a track around for that long. 
Yeah, no, no, for sure. It's just like, uh, it's just upgrading the facilities and doing that stuff. And it, it just makes the racer safe, safer because they don't have to worry about harpooning an open, an open thing. Because like you said, it would, it will carve, it will carve car cars open because inertia and all that stuff is a real thing. <laughs> it's like, it is a real thing. So kinetic energy or whatever i don't know i probably failed science class <laughs> i'm not i'm not no scientist i know that for sure um i'm an alcoholic actually but um <laughs> the <laughs> thing is <laughs> but um no we we have a couple we it's just like one of those things we had those a couple a uh, couple of those up here uh it's not it, it'll either be like uh angled walls that just like stick out and you're it's in the racing lane where you have to be mindful of it or it's one of those just uh, once in a blue moon, someone just hits it just right and it just carves you open. Um, we just went, We I just came back from like Thunder Road. Thunder Road is a good example of that. Um, if anybody has seen or been on Flow, Thunder Road uh, track up in Vermont, Ken Squire owned it and all that stuff. Uh, they have a unique, um, pretty much like front stretch. I would like to say, or turn four, which is, they call the Widowmaker, and my first ever race there, I I hit it, and that was not fun. So it's just one of those things. It's just it, it takes a lot to fix some stuff. Uh, that Widowmaker will always be there because they'll have to move everything. You know what I mean? So um, I'm glad he was okay, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, we've all I've I've been there, and it's not fun. It's not a fun time. No, I imagine I, I, I don't have the experience from behind the wheel as much. I've been behind the wheel once to be able to experience something like that, but I just imagine it's just not ideal and something you want to put yourself up against. Cause I don't think you're going to defeat the wall <laughs> overall. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much one of those as a racer and you're and like, probably like him, he probably didn't think a shit and just said, Oh fuck. No. And that's what happened there. You and know he, what I mean? Young too. He's like 16, 17. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely said, Oh fuck. And he definitely, uh, definitely had to go check and see if he had any skid marks after that's for sure. Just one of those things. But, but, uh, well, um, so, uh, it, describe this track to me. So I, so I have a better understanding. I think it's about, uh, Three eighths to four. It's either three eighths or about four tenths. Okay. Uh, pretty regular shaped oval. No, no really D shape in it or anything. Just standard. Two sides are kind of similar, but uh, I think there's a little bit of like discrepancy. And uh, I think three and four might be a smidge more banking to maybe about 12, 13 degrees of banking. Decent baking for uh, dirt. Uh, they have their biggest race of the year is. Uh, the flow night in America season finale for the, what do they call it? Peach state 53 or something like that. It's a big 50,000, 53,000 to win late mall race at the end of the year, but they have good weekly race and they have uh, charger divisions for kids and late models. 1300. My, uh, my homie, Matthew Taylor, he, he's ran there won there a couple of times, uh, 602, 604s, supers, uh, street stocks, thunder bombers, all types of stock cars as well. And obviously the front wheel drives, I, I believe they run there weekly, but it was the first time the SEDRA got up there. It was cool to see them. It's, I think it's one of those tracks they had to, they were going to get to eventually. And, uh, uh, they, they spend a lot of SEDRA spends a lot of the year in Georgia. They'll be back at Screven two more times this year. They'll be there for the rebel yell in July. And then 
for the what they call it the Georgia State Championship in November to close out the year. And then they'll also be at Rome, which Rome is a big a big track. I was talking about with Newman earlier. It's what did you say uh, five eighths. Well, you guys run some big tracks down there, man. Just yeah, to, just to put a little tidbit in there, <laughs> the biggest track we got is a half mile, um, but we rarely run it. I, yeah, I would say I'm trying to think. What are the half miles? Yeah, Lancaster is a half mile, and then there's not really a lot of other half miles. There's Charlotte's four tenths, uh, Cherokee's three eighths, four tenths, Fayetteville's four tenths. But yeah, mo- most are like four tenths or three eighths, if I had to say so. Um, but the only couple half miles I can think of are yeah, like Fayetteville, uh, Rome, which Rome I believe was closed for a little while, is now back and open up enough this year with a, they have a really good schedule to come back to. They got uh, a bunch of late model shows. They have the SEDRA coming in August, so I'm excited to see what their season looks like. Um, after that, we got. I was at Ultimate, the Ultimate Late Models, their Super Late Models was finally getting their season opener after they got canceled twice at Lakeview, which is getting rescheduled to this weekend. And for County Line Speedway in East North Carolina, that's getting postponed to sometime. I don't think they've released that date yet. But it ended up being Ben Watkins. He's the hometown guy from Lancaster. He's, uh, it's his third. Oh uh, yeah, third win of the year, second at Lancaster. He won the Carolina Clash opener there a month and a half ago. Uh, he led flag to flag. He only had a little bit of challenge for Matthew Nance about halfway, but he was quick time like he was a couple months ago. Won the race. Just hometown guy, just dominates that dominates that track. It wasn't. It was a little drier than it was last time. Track didn't have as much speed in it. Okay, so like me being an asphalt guy. <clears throat> oh. And and hopefully your viewers can deal with me here. Um, obviously, I know some of dirt racing. You wanna you wanna get to where it's moist and it's you. There's more grip in the in the darker sections. I I totally get that. So like when it's dry, are you just spinning tires? Is that what it's doing? It's not gripping up. It's just spinning them. It's not gripping up, and everybody's trying to search to find it because your thought I feel like is oh there's got to be grip somewhere, but during qualifying you're just going to go down and hit what you think is going to be the bet the fastest that time you're not really trying to search around because you only have two laps because for their qualifying it's just you pull out on the back stretch and you go around and then that's a green you don't get a warm-up lap that night you just got the half lap to just get up to speed and then you're going to run your two laps and get off like they ran through it quick even since they only had 20 21 cars but uh there just wasn't a when they were there in March for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Clash, it was really it was really wet, a lot of moisture in the track, and it was uh, low line, I, if I'm remembering correctly. And this time with it being drier, they were about a lane, lane and a half up closer to the wall pretty much the whole night, and there wasn't a lot. It was very top dominant, I would call it. And so the track record that he set in March was an 18-1. And then his quick time uh, last Saturday night was an 18.8. Oh, wow. So he was seven tenths off, which in a half mile, that's that's a lot. Yeah. No, that's very, yeah, that's definitely scaling her back. Yeah, and he did have a little bit favorable conditions. Even with it being a little colder, does help those engines open up a little bit more and be able to get a little bit more out of them, I feel like. 
But still, the 18.8 seconds around a half mile that has very tight corners like that is still incredible to me. Yeah. No, that's still getting after it. <laughs> yeah, on dirt. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, after that, uh, Matthew Nance, he had a strong run. He was on his lid at Livonia two, three weeks ago. I uh, talked to his wife uh, before all the racing happened. I was like, you guys got her back good? And she was like, I don't, I don't know if we call it good, but we got it back together. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it was run pretty well to be on Ben, uh, be right beside Ben for a couple of laps during there when Ben's just so dominant there. Uh, then behind him was Rambo Franklin, which uh, you'd only know him because he uh, he's the guy that meme I sent you yesterday with the with the fire suit down around his waist. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's a staple around the Carolinas. He's a four time, three or four time class champion. Uh, he he just runs you know, regionally in the area. Michael Brown he picked up his first War of Outlaws win last year at Cherokee. Uh, he finished fourth. Johnny Persley, another Carolina staple, fifth. Uh, down the line, I'm just going to run through quick. Uh, friend of the show, Anthony Sanders, six. Ethan Wilson, seventh. Need Ethan on. I talked to him. I, uh, I got to get his number. Uh, Fayetteville class winner, Willie Milliken, 11th. Uh, see, uh, the high side tickler, Kyle Strickler. He he randomly showed up. No, nobody is expecting him to show up. He ended up being 13th. And then Zach Mitchell, uh, talked to him after he pulled off early. Uh, I think he blew a radiator, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right. And then Timmy Blackwell, he didn't even make it through hot laps and then loaded it up and went home. <laughs> Gosh, well, that he, sucks. That's a bad day. It. Yeah. While I'm doing this, I'm going to pull up, uh, quickly go through Cherokee, Carolina. And yeah, no, you're good, man. Um, yeah, no, like I said, it, it's like, a, obviously, that's a bad day. That's definitely chuck a wrench into the shop when you get home <laughs> like, well, did they had to make that three hour ride home to Fayetteville right? oh <laughs> that's even worse yeah no I'd be yeah if that was me yeah no <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh, Cherokee they have had their they just now had their first two races for Cody's division the pro force the pro four cylinders gotcha they, yep. it, 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 I don't understand why they don't run them enough one of the guys that runs Carolina and East Lincoln with us a lot too. Those guys, uh, Cody Barber and Timmy Gunn, they're working on getting them to try to be full time at Cherokee and Harris. Harris is uh, still in that kind of same area. It's up in North Carolina, right across the South Carolina line. It's it's thirty miles from Cherokee. And some of the best race in the Carolinas, like I always say, is at Harris. But they uh, only have two dates for the year for the Pro Fours, and then Cherokee's finally starting to get going on. But they're not a weekly series but they're running for a thousand this past weekend i think which is a really good uh, amount for those cars besides like a fall brawl or something like that at east lincoln uh just gonna run through the winners of cherry real quick vintage cars they had uh, johnny starkey picking up the victory vintage was eric rogers oh wait nope that was the heat never mind scroll down scroll down renegade sportsman was jesse wall picking up another victory this year i think it's his third or fourth renegade sportsman already said it Street Socks was Madison Hoots, uh, who, Randy, you know, who was went on his lid at the race I was at the weekend before at Lawrence County. <laughs> <laughs> he was back in his own car this time. Oh, okay. well, I'm glad he's in his own his own equipment if he wants to <laughs> if he wants to do it this time again. <laughs> so what happened there was 
Uh, Rod Tucker, he's the hot shoe of the street stocks and Thunder Bombers. The reason why he wasn't at that Lawrence race the week before is because he was running 10,000 to win street stock race at Livonia up the road. So it was uh, Dustin, it was Rod Tucker, and I believe it was Big uh, Blake, Bl- I can't pronounce his name, too many Bs, Blake Bentley. I believe they're running for the win. It was either him or Dustin Morris. Uh, I know it was Rod, one of those guys. It was a final lap there going for it. Uh, Rod tried to make his move, and they ended up getting in a huge wreck. Rod flipped five times and then ended up getting hopping in the Thunder Bomber and went in the Thunder Bomber division right after. <laughs> gotcha. so, so he junked his street stock going for the win and then won it. And then Madison, who flipped last weekend and junked uh, somebody else's shit, goes and wins a street stock race. In his own shit this time, though. Yes, in his 41, yes. Okay, well, that's good. Um yeah, no, that was a cool. That was definitely one of your best videos I've seen you yeah, get. That's my clip of the year. That's oh my yeah. Clip of the year. <laughs> yeah, that. So, um, what, what, uh, what is it? What is his last name? Uh, Hoots. Hoots. Yeah. So, yeah. No, he, he sent. <laughs> yeah. So, me and Evan were on Snapchat, and he sent me. I told him I was like, "Get whatever you got. It'll be great." Um. And then he sends me that. It was like literally the first video you sent me. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, they don't play down there. They and don't play at all. Or pouring rain, and then I had to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he, but I mean, he goes and wins the next week. I mean, that's good turnaround. Uh, same track or no? No, different track. This okay. was at Parakeetas and Gaffney, and then Lawrence uh, is probably about 30, 45 minutes okay. away from that. Uh, Lawrence is closer to me down in Columbia. Uh, but over to the 604 late models, it was our good old pal of the show, John Ruggiero Jr., picking up his umpteenth win of the year, probably sixth or seventh of the year already. Uh, he runs, he flips in between Harris or uh, Cherokee. He just, whatever he feels like putting a 604 or his 602 in the car, it just depends on the week for him. And then our other pal of the show, John Price, who was a guest uh, right before March Madness, he ended up finishing second. Dalton Jacobs, who he wins a lot at Fayetteville on a couple other tracks. He was fourth. And then a uh, name you'll kind of recognize, Teddy Musgrave, fifth. Oh, like the Teddy Musgrave? I I, th- I think it's Ted Musgrave's son. Huh? If I, I might be completely wrong on that, but there's not a lot of Ted <laughs> Musgraves around, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, true. <laughs> and then uh, Jeremy Steele down in 11th. That's weird. He's usually a top three, top five guy. He won back at March Madness in 604. Uh, Say so he didn't start. Uh, oh, he got DQ'd in qualifying. Oh, yeah, he would have been quick time. I guess he got DQ'd and then just loaded up for the night. Damn. Okay. Uh, Thunder Bomber. Yep. Like I said, it was Rod Tucker, Bradley Weaver second, uh, Thunder Burke third, Luke Doggett, who ended up, uh, who won that Lawrence County race because all that drama. He was fourth. Uh, a couple of people are recognized. They had a lot of cars there for Thunder Bomber because next weekend they have the Monster, uh, is it Monster Thunder Bombers? No, the Street Stocks. Uh, I missed that a second. The uh, Ultimate Street Stock Challenge. They're going to be running for 10000 to win at Cherokee this upcoming weekend the 13th and if you won that street stock race which it was Madison hoots he's locked into the main event now for that ten thousand to win it doesn't matter how he runs the rest uh, like the prelim stuff friday saturday he's locked into the main event and uh it was a thousand for last weekend's thunder bomber and then it was like a little prelim for the ultimate street stock showdown for ten thousand on the 13th 
So a lot of those guys just use that as testing. I feel like, you know, Rod flipped like 74 times. <laughs> uh, hopping over to Extreme 4, Chris Meadows got himself another victory. I think that's number three on the year. Uh, is that all they had? Yeah, Pro 4, Barrett Bishop, uh, and Curtis Bishop won two. And then Dylan Warden, he gets a lot of wins at Carolina third. Jacob Kender, who ended up winning the night before at Carolina, he got fourth. Good finish for them. Uh, what else we got? Crown Vic, your, your favorite division. Oh, yeah, that, that shit's growing down south. That's a big thing. I'm scared they're going to be adding street stock bodies to it soon. I, I'm very, I'm terrified. Leave it alone. <laughs> they need to. Like, they find something that's cheap and then they ruin it. Uh, Jonathan Surratt, he, he's the king of, uh, like, run the lower division of the, like, the Crown Vicks and the front-wheel drives. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't go out and do any of the touring series and stuff. But he won three times in one night at Carolina. I'll get into that in a second. But he... He wrecked, he wrecked shop at Carolina Friday and then goes and wins Crown Vic on Saturday. Like it's a pretty decent field. They, uh, they didn't have the Tornado crew there, I think. I don't think uh, the Tornado crew is ran by this dude named Josh Melton, who he owns like 11 Crown Vicks and just takes his crew wherever he wants in races. And uh, I think he's kind of mad at Cherokee. <laughs> okay, so here's the story on that. Okay, so he was at Cherokee. Uh, he was in the Cherokee group on Facebook. And Josh Hellams, who does stuff for XR now, and uh, he was on the track one time at Cherokee in the water truck, and he was taking a Snapchat video, and apparently, allegedly, I don't know for certain, he wrecked the water truck while taking a Snapchat video. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, so in this group, Josh called him Waterboy. So he got him banned from the group. So I think he's pissed at Cherokee now. <laughs> 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 that's just some funny petty shit like i found that so funny yeah so, so people are using the hashtag free tornado to get him back into the cherokee like facebook group well that's <laughs> uh, well like hopefully that doesn't really like that really doesn't dictate where he goes but he does have the ball in his hand where he is bringing 11 cars to a track and 11 yeah. people and mm -hmm. their crew and their family it's, it's and a, the and for example of that, they he was at Harris. So they did a cool little bonus last weekend where uh, Harris ran their Crown Vic feature first and then went 30 miles down the road to Cherokee. And then if you won both, the, uh, Cherokee was going to run it last. And if you won both those features, you got an extra 100 bucks, which not bad little incentive. So before Josh and his Tornado group uh, was while they were at Harris and they ran qualifying or hot laps or whatever at Cherokee, they only had two cars. Three car. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and then when he showed up, they ended up having a 12, 13 car feature. How do they bring these cars? They fucking get like a, uh, like a, I'm like taking a, a, a log stacker and just no. stack them. <laughs> no, but... I think I have a, I think I have a photo of their whole group. It's just they take, they have like a 75 foot part of the pits at Harris. They just have like six different uh, open trailers, six to 10 different. Open I trailers. love it. I love it. If they listen to this, like my hat's off to you guys. I yeah. love it. I'll share I love it. it. I'll share this with them. Uh, he was one of my feature drivers of the day. Let me find it. Do I have a photo of the tornado group? I don't think I do. But next time I see them, I'll get a photo of the tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> because like, that's, that's all incredible. I can think of is like, he literally just grabs one of those logging trucks and he grabs that boom. And he's like, all right, give me the chain and just starts hooking them up <laughs> and just what? stacking them. You know, no, they all hook it up with just like the, 
carabiners and uh, bungee cords. Ah, oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, that's the way I would do it. Just slap it, uh, slap it, slap it twice. You're like, yeah, that puppy ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, it can't really go anywhere. It's got those <laughs> two big steel booms, right? Uh, like pillars that go all the way down the truck. So I, I just didn't know how they got there. I mean, that's cool that they make a whole caravan out of it. Makes it makes for a good time, you know what I mean? You have all your friends with you at and you're just going anywhere that you guys want to go, you know what I mean? That's cool to have. It's funny looking at uh looking at the results and then for some of those races and they're just all from the same town or like the little towns where I grew up in that area, kind of by them, Moores Mooresboro, North Carolina, not Mooresville, Mooresboro, about a town of four hundred and five people. Yeah. Um, you just go Mooresboro, Hope Spring, Mooresboro, Mill Spring, uh, Bostick, Sunshine, <laughs> just all the little towns up there. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. That tornado, tornado, tornado. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Josh and Tornado Group. Uh, we're going to hop over to East Lincoln. Apparently, they had a dust problem on Saturday through hot laps in their heat races. I think they threw some water down, hopefully, to get that lightened up, uh, get a little bit clearer for people to see. I would have been pissed at how good of a car wash I would have had to give them my car on Sunday, though. I, I've been to East Lincoln on one of those dusty nights. It's not fun, just like it isn't with any dirt track when it's super dusty. And sometimes it's out of their control, but sometimes they can do something. They could. They could have. It's not exact science like preparing the racetracks, but uh, there there are certain things that are definitely in your control when preparing it and having enough moisture in it. Uh, going to those results real quick. Paul Visage actually did not win the Renegade race this week. He's won like four or five out of six so far this year. Ronnie White ended up in getting the dub over him going down. Uh, Pro 4, our boy Cody ended up, what, is it third, fourth one of the year? Should be fifth, if I had to guess. Oh, Verbos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's number three. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. He he should have had he should have had the one last week before he got slowed down almost wrecked by a lap car and then he tried to dump him then got flipped off, um, and uh, his old pal and best friend Jerry Oliver fourth. Uh, any other people? He he actually won from fourth, and then he started fifth in his heat and got the second. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Thunder Bombers was won by Jeff Parsons. Matt Coley second. Coley's been onto a strong start already. They had a huge bonus for Tony Palladino, who's the track owner, to win the event. So it was eight fifty to win already, and if Tony won, it was gonna be eighteen fifty to win. Uh, Timmy Gunn, he put up that extra money. If Tony Palladino or Justin Truett won, but Justin Truett ended up not showing up, he ended up going to Lancaster, uh, and he finished second or third in the Thunder Bombers. There, if I remember right, I, uh, I watched that feature before I left. Uh, front wheel drive one by Alan Wyatt. He wins there a good bit. So does uh, Brandon Bond and Kevin Som. Uh, what do they have? Next Gen Kids, Alex Galloway. Uh, Next Gen Kid. Uh, wait, no, that was a heat. Uh, Pure Sock V8, Stephen Wren. What else they got there? Uh, they had the mini late models there. Have you ever seen dirt mini late models before? Uh, no, I have not. They're incredible. You need to pull up some videos. It's it's like go kart sized. Uh, it's like mini cups on. It's like mini cups on dirt, but late models, and they just be whizzing around. Get, put them on a big track where track where they actually have to use air. I think, and it gets very entertaining. Like drafting up from like four car lengths back and throwing a slide job into turn three. <clears throat> 
And there's actually somebody in this feature that's from where I live. Charles Anderson from Lexington, South Carolina. Shout out. I, I didn't know anybody in this town even race because we have no tracks for 45, 50 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's everything for East Lincoln. Uh, wasn't really a lot to talk about at Carolina, but I'll just go through those winners real quick off the top of my head. Real John- quick. Real yeah, quick before you start, it was his fourth win. So sorry, Cody. My bad. Sorry, Cody. Sorry we discounted you. Sorry we doubted. <laughs> but put put some respect on the Verdaddy. Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Facts. <laughs> have you ever seen his My Race Pass photo? No, but I'll go look at it now while you go over <laughs> the thing. <laughs> okay. It's it's him. Uh, God, was it? It's him and uh uh. Uh, Vandiver, uh, Vandiver, uh, Adam. It's him and Adam. Uh, but you'll see it in a second. Uh, quick to Carolina. Uh, like I said earlier, Jonathan Surratt, he won uh, both double features for the Crown Vic and then he won the front wheel drive. And then Mark Green won the late models. Uh, they have a no car rule still in the late models there. They had, uh, I think nine to ten cars, which is better than the five to six they've been getting every week so far, besides the Blue Ridge race. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Cade Langley won in Thunder Sportsman, and then he followed it up and won at Lancaster the night before. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about Carolina. But uh, Lancaster, shout out to Tyler Parker. He won the Thunder Bomber. Or he won the Pure Stock race and then got protested and then had to go hop in his Thunder Bomber after that, and then he wanted the Thunder Bomber driving somebody else's car, and they got protested again. Jeez. Yeah, so he passed the protest in Pierce Stock, and then something, I think it was something with the tires and the Thunder Bomber, uh, uh, the Thunder Bomber protest that he lost the Thunder Bomber one. So he, he crossed the line and won both races, but ended up only keeping the Pierce Stock victory. But he, he only got his first win. Uh, the first race of the year uh, I was at for Clash, he he won there in Pure Stock, and he already has four or five total wins on the year. Shout out to Tyler. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for the past weekend results. Uh, just quickly go over what we got coming up. Let me get to my list, my covered races. But I am going to be at Lancaster on – not like that was this past week. I'm going to be at Lakeview. I will be at Lakeview on the 13th for the Ultimate Remake. That was supposed to be April 8th. Ultimate Late Models Racing for 5,000 to win. The GM Performance 602 Late Models, they're also going to be there running for 1,200. And also, I believe it is the Southern... What is their actual... The Southern Outdoor Super Streets, I believe, is what you call them. I want to get that correct. The... The Carolina Outlaw Super Streets, they're running for eight fifty to win. And they also got Street Stocks and Stock V8s. Uh, not a lot of different divisions, which I kind of like a condensed, so, a condensed show of like the different. You just see, you just found the photo? <laughs> I was trying to be quiet, but yes. It <laughs> I was just waiting for it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like they, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it on Cody's car like two or three years ago. It had Thanks Dad on it because that's what he used to call Adam because uh, he used to have his car out at Adam's shop while Adam was still running some. Uh, Adam's house is who we'd always go to after the races and hang out and just do whatever, whatever shenanigans would happen till two, three in the morning. Then we'd somehow get home the next day. But 
that was the past. But <laughs> uh, we got the Street Stock Showdown. It's going to be at Cherokee. Uh, obviously, weekly show Carolina Friday, weekly show East Lincoln. And that's it. Carolina Kalash is offered this weekend. So is Carolina Sprint Tour. Carolina Sprint Tour. They got a doubleheader of Carolina and Cherokee the 19th and 20th. And then Clash, what do they got? Clash will be at Lawrence on Saturday the 20th. Uh, for, uh, next weekend, I'm not going to be in town for the 19th 20th. Finally moving my girlfriend up here, finally. Uh, but there's a chance I might swing by Golden Isles for a practice just to check that track off my list. Uh, but I do want to get down there for a sometime. You got any other comments, questions, or concerns, Randy? Uh, no. Uh, the only – what you want to fart? You want to start a fight? Uh, the only thing that I, the only thing that I have that would be anything is the 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 other incident that I think is that the same track was the other incident. Which one? The one from the weekend before or the? Wait, uh, uh, which one with the video you sent me? The ones, uh, the two videos I hit you yesterday. Yeah, are those the same oh, track? The comp- yeah, that was the no. Yeah, that was the two incidents we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, so the clip I sent you, the guy getting up into the wall, that was the guy that ended up getting wrecked. That was John Wyndham in the '65, and I'm not too sure what happened. I heard rumors he got put away in handcuffs, but I'm not. That wasn't confirmed. Uh, he ended up getting put up and end up. It was a hard racing deal with Brandon Gibson again, and. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know they had their incident at the at the winter freeze run hard eight nine laps to go for nineteen thousand. Uh, him he's had problems with his uh, Gibson and uh, John's brother Walker had problems at the Northeast race at Winchester. Uh, it's just been tensions with the Gibsons and the Wyndhams for months now, even dating back to last year. Uh, but to me, it looked like a racing deal, but he wasn't going to let up. Honestly, is that what it looked like to you? Uh, I just know for a front wheel drive racer, it takes a lot to make us spin. Um, I know you guys are on dirt, but at the same time, it does take a lot for, (coughs) for another racer to actually get us out of it. Because if you're in a front wheel drive, all you have to do is stab the gas again. And that thing will just straighten right back out. But if the guy Mm -hmm. is. But if the guy is in your left rear and he still has you pitched sideways and he just lets you go or um, or if he just keeps his throttle into it, you're going to go. So um, I saw the video and that's it looked like a racing deal, obviously, but there was also I, I could see it as just lift or get off each other for a second and then just go back to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many laps were in the race. Um, at that point, so if it was a last lap thing, I can't really halfway, huh? Halfway, halfway, nice. Um, no, (laughs) like lap 20 or 40, yeah. So, in that thing, it was pretty much just something that that could have been avoided. Um, I know you guys are racing hard for that spot, and uh, I'm a racer myself, I don't give an inch either, but have some leniency, uh, towards some shit, uh. And I mean, I think that's the only thing that I have. I just know that it takes a lot to spin someone in a front wheel drive. It, unless you absolutely pepper him, which means you absolutely full full bore him right in the rear end, then yeah, he, he he'll go for a ride. But yeah, other than that, you got to be in him and still going. Uh, 
Yeah, as he's sideways, you have to still be going through. You have to follow through fully. You can't. <laughs> He'll be able to save it, ha half save it, if you back up after your first contact, it seems like. Oh, yeah. No, no, I get that. It's, it's just, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's just one of those fucking things. Like, like, I've been there myself where I didn't lift and, and the guy went. You know what I mean? I know. I know. <laughs> just one of those things. It, it was a, at the end of the day, I know it was a racing deal because they were both coming off the corner and then they're going down the back stretch. The guy's pinching them. The guy's just trying to stay in lane. If the guys like keep coming down, then I get it. But, by the looks of it, it just looked like a racing deal at first and still continued, but obviously there could have been some leniency between the both of them. So other than that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, th there's definitely going to be some more stuff that happens through the year. But I've, I, I, Kelly, who runs the SCDRA races, and he's pretty much at every single one of them. He, he also is a series director for Ultimate, but he had uh, his buddy that does a lot of work with him as a part of a lot of his crews, Travis Scott, not that Travis Scott. Uh, he was running the, the series race at Lancaster. It was really smooth. Uh, but if you want to imagine what Travis looks like, he looks like David Gravel, a little bigger and less hair, but awesome dude. <laughs> no, no slights to Travis. We love him. He puts on a good show. But Kelly, he he runs those SCDRA shows. He's at those. He has his eyes on himself as the owner and director of the series, and he's gonna put down the hammer. He's gonna. We we've seen him through various other instances through other series and stuff he's ran. He's not afraid to lay down the hammer if he doesn't like what he's seeing from his drivers. And if he's getting pissed off at whichever side, or if anybody else does something, he'll he'll suspend somebody. He put Wyndham or. It wasn't him. Uh, it was whoever was running the SEDRA Northeast race. Wyndham hit Brandon Dalton. Uh, Brandon Dalton ran his brother Walker dirty on that final lap. It, it, what he saw is dirty. I wouldn't call it dirty. It was hard racing. And he got pissed off and went up to a dude that hit his brother under caution, just door checked him or something. He ended up getting DQ'd from like 5th to 30th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would have been fucking tight. Oh, I would have been mad. <laughs> okay. So he's had four races. Okay, this is so far the four races I know he's done this year under the SCDRA banner. And he's coming up from Lake City, Florida for all these. So first race, scrubbing. You get right hooked into the wall, eight laps to go. Don't finish the race. Second race, Tri-County. You get right hooked going into turn one on lap seven of 40. Don't finish the race. Both by Kentucky dudes have wrecked you at this point. Third race, you're up in Virginia for the Northeast Division. Uh, not getting points for it, but you're going up for $10,000. So yeah. you finish fifth. Your brother gets uh, had a chance to win. or Your brother ends up winning, but he got drove dirty on the last lap, and you're still more pissed off about that than happy that he won, that you go hit someone under uh, under after checkered, and then you get your fifth place money taken away and get 30th oh, or whatever it was. Hold on, time out. He didn't – oh, hold on. He hit – The brother still won. Uh, I get that, but he didn't go up and hit his brother. He went up and hit someone else. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Oh, then okay. I oh. then I totally understand. But I thought I okay, thought, thought like I thought yeah, no, I thought he like gave him a bump for like congratulations to his brother, and then he got DQ'd. That would oh man, Waffle House would not be safe for fucking anybody. You know what I mean? Like it was fucking, uh, I thought it was that. I was like, yo, you gotta be kidding. But okay, so I totally get it. Um, okay, I understand I that. You know, I understand why you laugh so hard. Then no, okay, yeah, I no, yeah. I, I thought it was already funny, but. God, oh, that was good. And then your fourth race, you're kind of a little bit closer to home, still like four or five hour trip. So Noya's like outside of uh, Atlanta. And then you're running pretty strong. You're like in the top five, top six, pretty good type of track for you. And you get, it ends up being a part of a racing deal halfway and allegedly went away in handcuffs. I don't know if he ended up going to jail. I didn't see him on the jail records. I look for him, but that's a rough start of the year. It really is. Yeah, I just I I hope his luck turns around. I hope he just forgets that the Gibson Gibsons and the Daltons exist on the track and just runs his race. But it's gonna be hard too. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no. Uh, it's <clears throat> I just I want to give my hats off, and we've talked about this on my podcast. And I'm an asphalt guy. Okay, we don't have big events like this. We don't have big events where we can jump in a four banger and go and run for 10 grand or five grand i I think you guys they don't have one event that is under five grand to go race yeah that's their standard person and it's if it's not five thousand that's higher yeah yeah exactly or uh what was the winter freeze last year um maybe 20 this upcoming year yeah yeah so like so like i just want to give my hats off to you guys and and the promoters and and the people that do show up to every race for that tour and doing that stuff because that's big, man. That is, that is huge. I want you guys to know like those type of cars that are out there racing for 10 grand. I have the same one in my backyard. I'm literally looking at it right now. Okay. And I would weekly race that thing and weekly racing or going to do that stuff. Um, it'd be, uh, we would, I would be getting junked for 75 to $125 for a local show if we had a tour around here that was obtainable like the scdra has uh it would do big in numbers you know what i mean um and i just want to give my hats off to the promoters and the sponsors that come on and also waters tuning a lot of those guys yeah like all all this all this stuff came together to where they can have such a big event everywhere that they go like i said your least purse you guys have is five grand i would literally build three cars just to go race for five grand you know what i mean it was it's just one of those things and i just i wanted to give my appreciation to that because people up north and people that do that like i've been getting on the horn to try to get my guy that i help out um to make a scdra car i'm like dude man we're, we're racing for 800 dollars and we're putting 20 grand into a car makes That's- no sense makes none and half of it is just suspension you know what i mean we yeah. we're cutting the suspension right out of it and we're going down and we're gonna go race for the weekend and you're gonna have to learn dirt but that's what we're gonna do <laughs> so so but that, it's, it, uh, that'll be the biggest learning curve of it honestly. oh yeah oh yeah well i'm not in the seat so i don't yeah. <laughs> i'm just yeah. watching him suck so i don't care um, but I'll it's i'll find a seat for you I'll, perfect we'll, we'll, get, we'll get james to get another shit shit uh, stock into I, I, i'm fucking down for it like i would i would kill the race for five grand i, I the most i've ever raced for was twelve hundred dollars 
and and <laughs> and it wasn't even anything oh no let me go back two grand it was two grand that's it but like it's just like you just look at the incentive right there and then you see the sponsors that come on board and that's like down that's like down the thing from the late models and then it goes all the way down to the smaller guys which i i don't know if there's a stigma between like like uh like up here like if you're a pure stock racer like obviously the late model guys they don't really weekly series stuff or yeah well no just like in just like in general like like i hope people aren't taking it as like like disrespect when i say the small guys i i totally understand at the end of the day everybody puts their time into their cars don't don't get it don't get it mixed up i'm the same guy you know what i mean so uh i just wanted to put that out there before people get a hold of you evan and yeah, yelling at you about what i said you know what i mean i i know everybody puts their time into their cars and i mean by small guys meaning just just cylinders literally four bangers like the four bangers it. anybody can get into it for the most part i'm not going to say they're they can be competitive off the rip because you got pickles wind him um you pickles. Got, yeah pickles he's a, he's a riot you got yeah. pickles wing uh windham um a couple other yeah. guys no. we have one guy from up here uh, Porter that goes down and races yep. with you guys and stuff like that. They're no slouches, you know what I mean. No, and, they're not. But at the same time, you cylinder wise, we we are the small. I'm I'm the small guy. I get it. Yeah. So I I don't want people to take it as like I'm saying like you guys are not putting in the same effort or money or anything like that or working on your cars as hard as the guy that's racing a late model or a dirt late model or anything like that. Everybody puts in the same time. Just some people race what they can. You know what I mean? And it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I I feel like, I feel like 90% of the guys fully understand and know their place of where they're at. That, that if when people say like, like little guys are smaller divisions or whatever, they don't, uh, they don't get upset about that because they know their place. They know their order where they at. In, in a running order of how a big show would go, they know where they would be. They know, they they know their place of based off of how much money they run for and stuff. Like uh, the weekly shows down here still run for the same amount of money as you up there on asphalt. It's still a lot of four hundred to wins, three hundreds, five hundred. Like the Crown Vic still run for like two hundred, two fifty a week in most divisions, most tracks. Yeah, we race for one twenty five in a pure stock division, and I'm just saying like. Never mind. Pure stocks here are like 350, 400. Yeah, we we raced for 125. I've been junked for 125 dollars, and I've after I got junked for 125 dollars, it took me 300 dollars to get home. So if you guys get <laughs> my drift, don't do that. Oh, I get you. Don't do that. Okay, but it's just like it's just I I've, I just wanted to give my hats off to the promoters and the and and the director and all that stuff and also the sponsors and <clears throat> and obviously the racers that show up to do that shit because that's a big incentive and there's a lot of people around the northeast and um probably all around the states that like would literally if they could do it and and make a budget for to go run scdra they would you know what i mean but I'm an asphalt guy. Desmond's an asphalt guy. And that won't mm. diminish what we're going to do. Or if we ever wanted to build a car, we wouldn't. You know what I mean? We would still show up. But I just wanted to give my hats off to the promoters because going back to what I said, like the smaller guys are getting big payouts. And uh, like everybody deserves that chance to go and race for big money. You know what I mean? And up here, that is not the trend. Um, two grand or 1200 once, once a year. 
nah, it's just not not enough for me. A lot of people stop weekly racing because of that stuff. Wait, points don't mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? I'm just there to have fun. And, uh, uh, I, I feel like uh, like you people just mm-hmm. don't care about uh, points. Like people don't care about track championships. And don't care about following points. So, like most people. Uh, like the couple of guys I've had that on had on that are even like regional guys, uh, like Ultimate and Clash, they will have maybe at the end of the year, Clash will have like eight to ten guys, and they have more of like a little nucleus of guys that'll run for the points and actually want to chase that championship. Clash, they'll have like more four or five, or even like an even series that's on that same level, or maybe a smidge, a smidge above because it's been around longer. Southern All Stars, they've been around for forty years, and they barely have a single full-time guy or two like the guy that won the championship last year uh dalton it wasn't dalton cook that won it last year i think uh i'd have to ask where uh southern all-stars late mall series it's the longest going late mall series has been around for 40 years and the guy that won the series they run mostly like georgia alabama uh, a little bit of tennessee a little bit of florida and they're in south carolina once or twice they they hosted the twenty thousand to win march madness that uh Chris Madden and Brandon Overton fought out bumping bellies. I don't know if you saw that video, but um, they, it's a big regional series in the South. And I, I bet if you asked a hundred late law fans, less than half of them would know who their champion was last year. But if you asked a hundred late law fans who won ultimate, who was Zach Mitchell, who's done bigger stuff in late law series. Uh, most people would know who Zach Mitchell or a guy like Rambo Franklin is depending where you're at. But uh there's just less people running for points this year and they're just chasing the money and run where, where they want, what makes the most sense for them. Like, uh, John Ruggiero, I asked him, I was like, hey, are you planning to run for points at Harris or Cherokee? Cause you went there every other week to those. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. I don't know. That wasn't his words, but he's like, I don't care about that. I want to run where I'm going to make my money and where I want to run my different car. And even a guy asked him if he was going to run for a Carolina clash points again, he was like, no, I want to run around home. And yeah, it was cool trying those tracks, but I'd rather just run where I want to. So people, I, I wouldn't call it like less loyalty. I feel like people just enjoying their freedom of running where they want to more low, more or less. What you're saying is, is, is what I live by. Um, yeah, I ran, I ran. Th- so up here we have tracks. <clears throat> and like you said, like you, you shouted out someone that's like 50 minutes away is your nearest track. That's me everywhere I want to go. So I'm mm-hmm. dead in the center of all these tracks around here. Once I, when I was allowed to be there, which is a whole <laughs> different episode, which we'll get into and if you ever want to know about PRA. that. Um, but, uh, so everywhere is a, <clears throat> is an hour from me. So it doesn't matter where I go and ran. And at the same, at the same time, that same, that same organization came together and all four tracks had the same rules. Cool. I was illegal. I, I didn't care. But at the same time, I could go run one track one night, go one, run one track the next night and go run one track the, the next night mm-hmm. because everything's an hour. It doesn't matter to me. I, I will travel anywhere. I'll go experience new things. Like, like you were just saying, that is more of the motive that people are going towards because there's no incentive of winning a track championship up here. Um, if we do that, it's just did they pay for it up there. Like, huh? Do they pay for a track championship up there? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, a feature win, a feature win. Do you, you don't. A, okay, here you, it's like maybe five hundred, six hundred. Yeah, but yeah. No, like you get a hundred. So you go. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, like you go through a whole year, you get, you get your spindles knocked out, you get motors blowing up, you got transmissions dropping, you got all this stuff going on. And at the end of the year, they give you a, a, 
uh, minus one track, which is totally different from this organization. But after all that, they just give you, here's another feature check because my buddy went back to back. So I know because I was maintenancing and helping him with his car. And I know everything that we did and all that stuff, but that's what we pay for. That's what we, we know because it's a hobby at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, it's a hobby to us up here down south. Yeah, it's totally different. Um, obviously, the big leagues are the big leagues. Um, and then you got people that grind for championships and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is more of the motive up here because of that reason people just want to go and race anywhere that they can you know what i mean they they don't they don't want to be loyal to nothing they don't want to go run the same the same 15 jackasses that just run right through them all the time I, i'd rather have see vi- variety and see which what who's your who's your jackass over here you know what i mean it's just one of those things and i think that's what um that's more of the motive because like you said, we want to have the free the freedom because I can't talk um, to go and do whatever we would like to do or go spend time with our family because like that's <laughs> at the end of the day, we love racing. I love racing. I eat, breathe and sleep. It. I was born into it. My dad was a racer. My dad was a champion and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, yeah, I totally get it. But once you get older and you start doing this over and over and over and over, you start looking at it and you're like, well, maybe we should take a couple of weeks off here and then go do something with the kids or the wife or the girlfriend or do something different for a second. And then we'll come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, yeah, it's hard to turn it off. Trust me, if I could race every week, I would. But I can't afford that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but like, like going and I'm rambling now and going down this rabbit hole, which we do on my podcast a lot of time. Um, um, but my point, my, my whole point I'm trying to make here is I totally get why people want to not have to be held to having to run a track championship or having to do that because we, we want to, we want to go experience new things. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for 13 years. Like I don't want to go run the same damn track for 13 years of my life. We want to go run different stuff. And you guys have the variety down there. You guys have way more tracks than yeah. we do up here. If you're in the upstate South Carolina region, you have six to seven within an hour. Yeah. Uh, let's say you're let's say you're like right by Cherokee. Within an hour, you have Cherokee one, Harris, um, TR, Lawrence, Livonia, Tacoa. Okay, going up the other way if you want to stretch out a little bit farther. Uh, what am I missing? Carolina, East Lincoln. If you want to stretch it even for further, um, what's it? Uh, what, uh, Horsepower Park. Uh, I'm missing uh, Lancaster. Yeah, you have ten pretty much within like hour, hour and a half. And that's not even counting like dirt track at Charlotte. You'll run at the end of the year for dirt track world championship. Yeah, and like and like people want to have variety. Make it an incentive to go run all these tracks. Because you get you obviously will get the people that need to stay close because their family's there and stuff like that and if the track's only 15 minutes away, cool, but if I'm an hour from every track, I'm going to go see every track. You know yeah, that's I, mean? how, that's how I am. That's like <laughs> uh, there's still there's still a track or two I haven't been to in this area like Within, it took me until a week and a half ago to go to the second closest track to me, and that was Lawrence. Lawrence is an hour fifteen to me when 
hour 15 to Lancaster, hour 45 to Cherokee, hour 40 to East Lincoln. And then the only closest one besides that is Sumter. It took me just cause I've been going to all the variety and other bigger ones around. I it took me two and a half, three years to get to the second closest track to me. And I, I appreciate that. And I even want to be even closer up in the area. I, I don't really think I want to be in like in the Charlotte Mooresville hub, but even like upstate South Carolina and stuff like that would make it more accessible in general and just easier overall just to be a part of that community. Cause even being an hour from it, I feel a little separated, even though I am still connected, but it's just, I guess it's people in the NASCAR industry. that are this far away feel, but on a much smaller level, but away from my problems, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I get your point, man. Like I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. And like, that's why, and like I hope I hope people like listen to this down to this because this is this is a good thing that we can get uh well you can get and I'm just a guest and I appreciate you having me on. But this is a this is a thing that you can get um what is the word called? Man, I had it. I had it. What is it? Uh variety? No, it's not variety. Oh, engagement. There it is. Just think of marriage and how much of it is is a scam. Um engagement from obviously (laughs) you like that uh engagement from your listeners uh which they can like then they can comment or or anything like that to where like they can agree disagree if you disagree that's okay i just i just always wanted to see new things and do new things like we have big tracks up here you guys have big tracks down there like big name tracks and like asphalt i can name like seven that i want to go race down south you know what i mean and and it's probably the same for dirt for some guy that that wants to go and move around you know what i mean um i th- i just think like as you said like the loyalty and stuff i think it's just gone away there's no i don't know down there up here the incentive is gone to do it yeah 100 Ooh, man, this is gonna be last week's episode was the longest, and this one's over an hour as well. <laughs> well, yeah, plus you got the plus you got the interview. yeah, 20 minute interview with Newman. And but I, I think I might cut it off here and bring it back to you again, bring it back again in another week or two. I, I'm liking these long rambles, we're, get, we're getting some good talk out of this, just actually, besides just actual the on track talk because it. I like this because, like, yeah, I can get the on-track talk with a bunch of the other guys, but you, we can get, like, the actual communal problems of racing. Yeah, talk oh, hey. yeah no, like, I, I got to – I really like it. Yeah, no, like, uh, like <clears throat> I'll make it quick so you can uh, stay within your thing. Yeah, no, that, that I'm I'm a really big, like, deep diver into stuff, um, just like you are. Uh, obviously, with, with um, how you do the interviews and stuff like that, you bring up stuff and stuff like that, and – I, I obviously have to deep dive into how dirt racing is down there so I don't sound like I am so uneducated about this stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, up here the incentive was gone, and that's what it was, and it is. And hopefully it's not like that down there. But what I'll leave everybody listening to this is, is like if you have a chance to go run somewhere you've never ran, or you go to your local track, go run that track you never ran. Do it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Going back, going back to SEDRA, this is going to be my last standard. Going back to SEDRA, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, every single guy I've talked to, they've appreciated and thanked the people at SCDRA and the series for helping them expand their horizons for different tracks they've gone to. Like Newman, I was just talking to, he was like, yeah, if it wasn't for the series and me running with them full time and ended up getting the championship with them, I wouldn't have gone and gone to these different places and tried these new tracks like Rome and uh, Sonoya, uh, Tri-County, like, they guys like that would have stayed like in their pocket of their area for him would be the upstate South Carolina region, like the Cherokees and the Harris's and places, places like that. And I'm glad those type of series are popping up. And I've, I feel like SCDRA might've kind of kicked some things into motion in the Southeast and the different support divisions, like the, uh, what do they call it? The the new Street Stock Showdown series that's running for 10K, their series here and there, where they ran at Livonia for 10K, now they're at Cherokee for 10K. I, I feel like that's going to do the same thing for the Thunder Bomber division. And uh, they have some of the smaller series, like uh, they have a smaller late model one that goes to some cool tracks. It was the Steel Block Bandits. They were the late models. They were the biggest late model division that ran at Bristol this year. It was they didn't run any supers at Br- at Bristol at all this year. It was them. Wow, wow. Hey, uh, are you talking about the street stock? The big like, um, are you talking? Well, you're talking street stock, yeah. right? Like no, st- uh, steel block bandits is a smaller uh, type of regional late model series. Oh, uh, okay, my bad. I block. apologize. Um, yeah, they had they end up they've always had the street stocks well go even going farther back back to john windham and brandon gibson you can go back and find their battle from bristol i believe it was last year 2022 they had like a 10 15 lap battle at the end of the hornets feature of bristol last year that was incredible some of the best racing i saw all year last year just them sliding each other rough door to door not giving each other room but not being not being uh, bitches about it either I was thinking of censoring myself. I almost said something else, but they—they're good hard racing. Like this is the best racing I saw all year. Uh, off that note, uh, Randy, thanks for coming on. This was really good. And hey. uh, if if you're one of the fans that made it an hour over an hour into this, uh, go find Randy on Facebook or comment on the Dinwich post for this and just say Waffle House. Yeah, if you do, I'll send you like a shirt or something. We'll get some, we'll get some swag down there or something. Not the ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll send ice cream cones and stuff like that. But hey, man, I appreciate you having me on, and it's cool to hear all this stuff and seeing the other side of the spectrum of I run asphalt and cover asphalt, and we have two dirt tracks up here, but we've been down to like Lancaster and stuff like that, and then you just cover um, all the south and you do that stuff, and I hope you keep doing this. Um, you're, you're doing great at it. I listen to it all the time. Um, like you said, follow us at Rough and Fenders Podcast uh, right on Facebook. We do stuff with Evan as well on ours, and we go back and forth, and we do that stuff, and he gets to listen to Asphalt all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just mute myself on Discord. Like <laughs> Thanks, like, buddy. I'll, Appreciate you know, like, that. Oh, he's talking about Thunder Road. He has James to talk to for a little bit. Yep, I gotta take a piss. Mute. <laughs> Walk away. Well, I appreciate <laughs> like, your support, Evan. Uh, but no, like, I know I don't have anything to include. I don't have any input. I don't know who these. Yeah, no, I get it. For no, I get it. Um, where are you going this weekend? Are you uh, gonna, are you not doing anything? 
Yeah, no, I will be uh, – there's a chance I'll go to uh, – because it's along the way, I might go to the Xfinity race at Darlington Saturday afternoon, early afternoon, and then I'm going to cover the ultimate race at Lakeview for 5,000 to win. Uh, like I said earlier, they also got the GM Performance late models, 602s running for 1,500, and that Carolina Outlaw Street uh, Superstocks run for – Super Streets run for 850. Uh, it's going to be a good show. A couple of feature little regional series and not many other support divisions. So it's going to go by quite, pretty quickly at five divisions. Uh, it's going to be a good night. I like Lakeview. The smallest parking lot of any racetrack I've ever been to. Just putting it out there. Oh, well, hey, man. Hey, that, that's cool. Got enough for like two picnic tables. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Uh, but but uh, yeah, man, like I said, thank you for having me on. Uh, it was cool to hear all this stuff. And um Hopefully I can like join in on the interview and ask stupid questions. I can be, it can be the, like the mic of the Dale Jr. Download or something. But uh... I, 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 so I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> so well, you you're, get my uh, point. you're getting flipped off by uh, Dale Earnhardt and you're at Pocono, Jeremy. And <laughs> I like Mike. Mike's fun. Mike doesn't know he's, he's a good shit. He's a good shit. But he, he, he's a good redneck to have on there. But uh. Yeah, thanks, Randy, for coming on. Uh, good talk. Go follow Rough and Finish podcast. Puts out some good stuff on there. And, uh, yeah, you go follow Doing What's On Dirt on all the social medias, D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H. Uh, I will see you guys at Lakeview. Randy, you going to be going anywhere asphalt this weekend? Nope. I will have my son this weekend, so we will be uh-huh. watching Flow. So if you have any races that are on Flow uh-huh. this weekend, let me know, and I'll watch them. And... Because I got like four TVs, so I'll watch everything. I'm um, trying. Ultimate Ultimate had some shows last year on Flow. I know last year's Lakeview was on Flow uh, that I was at. I'll go and look and send you a list. If then... it is, I'll if it is, I'll find it. Uh, I'll look on Flow in a little while too. But uh, go at your local short track if you have any around you. Doesn't matter if it's dirt asphalt. We gotta save all these tracks. Make sure no more closed down. Uh, hopefully Greenville Pickens opens up uh, eventually at the end of the year. I hope they do. Uh, there's a big push on social media right now. I'm not too sure of the situation, but shout out to y'all for making it to the end of this episode. Shout out to New and Presnell for talking to me at the beginning. Shout out to Randy, and I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you. Bye.